0: Oh, what fresh hell is this?
1: This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast.
2: All right, it is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. We are recording this on Sunday, April the 9th. We hope this finds you well. Uh, Junior, Senior, Kirk, and Ben are all here. And uh, since they decided to let him back into the United States from Brazil, uh, Alan is here with us.
1: Welcome back, Alan. Yes, I am. Thanks. Yeah. It's and great I to be back. Two weeks, uh, like the man at customs said, do you have anything to declare? And I said, yes, <laughs> thank God I'm home. Well, at least you're honest. Ah. So uh,
2: what's, uh, what's everybody smoking yeah. this evening uh, since uh, Alan's fresh back on the soil? Why don't you go ahead and start us off with that one?
1: I am smoking a My Father... L Centaurian H uh, two K
2: C T. Oh, that's a good one, a Senior. You smoking?
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying it.
3: It's that orange, the, uh, kind of a gold orange band.
1: Yes, got a big C yeah, on okay. it. Yep. Big band that says H two K C T. Yeah,
3: I thought it was a code.
1: <laughs> All right, so Senior, what you got over there? That's a
3: good smoke.
4: I got a Camacho Criollo. I'm smoking on a Camacho kick now, thanks to Kirk and his bad influence. He showed a picture of and bought, and I had to go order some.
2: Yeah, as if you weren't going to buy them anyway. Uh, You're welcome. So, Chalmers, what are (laughs) are you smoking over there?
0: I've got a Monte Cristo Platinum Series. And Yeah, I don't know anything about it. It came, it came in the mail. <laughs> All
2: right, and uh, let's see. I'm going to round it out with Benjamin, who uh, not only is going to tell us what he's smoking tonight, but he's going to do a little review for us, so I uh, will let you take it from there.
3: For tonight, I am smoking the GTO Maduro Lancero. Um, it was one that was picked up when I was in uh, went to visit in Premium cigars of Georgia. Uh, delicious smoke, burns well. I mean, you can definitely see Oscar's pride and quality detail in this smoke. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's if you can find them, it's well worth it. Um, here and now, the Aladino is the one that's next on the topic here, which uh, I had before. At the, at the last podcast, 100% Corojo cigar. Um, I've only had one other cigar, the Camacho, which is also 100% Corojo, but I never really paid attention to it when I smoked it. In the past, as Aladino, I really sat and focused on it, and I was very impressed with the quality and the flavors of the cigar, the flavor transitions, even from the first half, to the second half the first half to me came very cedary wood a little bit of earth in there uh, and then it started changing pace by the second third and, and last third it picked up into cinnamon and spices and uh, maybe a hint of pepper in there but it was uh, it was balanced it was uh, it was a fun smoke because I always wanted to know what was coming next so um, the props off to Aladino for that one
2: yeah, and I've also had the uh, the opportunity to smoke that one now a couple of times, and I'll definitely agree with you. It's got uh, some really good sweet and earthy tones. It's kind of hard to compare. Uh, probably the closest thing I've had to it would be a Panacea, probably Black Label Panacea, uh, which, speaking of Panacea, Kirk introduced me to those many, many years ago. Uh, you've got the one is it the green label that's like seriously like fresh out the barnyard type deal. Hi. Uh, yes, yeah,
0: sorry. I think sorry, so. yes. Um <laughs> I couldn't find my mute button. Uh yeah, that's the uh the, the Pennsylvania Broadleaf. It's got the uh the Pennsylvania tobacco grown in Amish country and you're right, it is a very rich Earthy, barnyard kind
2: of Speaks, cigar. Speaking of your mute button, now that you've found it, I'm sure your wife would love to know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Honey. All right, wow. That, that's my one dig at Kirk for the evening. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, as we mentioned, you're listening to the Cigar <laughs> Tiptures podcast. Uh, we're pretty easy to find. If you go to Uh the top banner at the top of the page, Uh, If you are a Stitcher fan, and of course that's cross-platform, iOS, Android, uh, just click on that banner and you'll get straight to our Stitcher homepage. Uh, If you're an iOS guy like me, uh, just search it on iTunes or use uh, Pocket Cast, which is my favorite uh, podcasting app of choice. Uh, But you can find us pretty much on any podcasting app by simply uh, typing in Cigar Tipster and giving us a, a subscription there where you'll get notifications of... When we do new episodes, we try to do uh, at least one a month. Uh, Sometimes we get in two in there, so keep an eye on us for that. But now that you know where to find us, uh, we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago that our very own Alan Friedman, uh, the cigar salon himself, just recently spent a couple of weeks in Brazil with his wife and uh, her family. So uh, we wanted to give him a few minutes to talk about the uh, adventures that he had while he was outside of United States soil.
1: Oh, my adventures. (laughs) Well, you know, I told you guys that I knew I was going to have difficulty in finding cigars there, so I brought a couple of boxes with me, and uh, I am really glad I did. Uh, Something I found interesting was... uh, you know, Marley pulls out her travel purse, which is um, like a steamer trunk that she can throw over her shoulder. And in it, she finds a bunch of cigars from the um, IPCPR. And I said, Oh, great. Just leave them there. We'll probably smoke them, which, of course, we, we did. What was interesting was that they were uh, cigars from Oscar. And they were the, the leaf, so, you know, they were wrapped up. I actually thought they were going to be pretty dry. They were just perfect. So I'm, I'm really impressed with the with Leaf by Oscar now. Uh, of course, we also, I also had a box of the um, Rocky Patel. And um, uh, I had a box of uh, another My Father la duena and um, so we were well prepared and well supplied now, a couple of things that um, are very interesting was you know we uh, we went to my my nephew graduated from engineering school and there was a giant um, church service and of course one of the things I find interesting about this was you know I I knew the second I walked in the door, I was in a Greek church. You know, you can tell by uh, the iconography. And everybody in the place is Brazilian, and all the music was from the um, vineyard. So it was a a very interesting uh, kind of religious ceremony they had there for graduation. And afterwards, we ended up outside in the courtyard. And, of course, you guys know what I did. I pulled out a cigar and lit it up, and the next thing you know, I had a crowd around me, and uh, we were all enjoying some uh, Rocky Patels. Now, the next night, we uh, went to a a graduation dinner party, dance, it was a big dress-up affair, so after a a few drinks, I, of course, went outside to wear the courtyard and uh, lit up a cigar. And, of course, what do you think happened? Within a few minutes, I had a crowd around me, and we were all smoking cigars. So, uh, you know, I think smoking a cigar is probably the greatest, easiest way to uh, find a new friend. Now, another thing we we did was we went to this big family barbecue in a place called Goyanita. And uh, what was interesting about it was, I don't know if you've, you guys have seen any of the pictures on, on Facebook, was it's about uh, nine o'clock in the morning and they hand me this giant uh, horn looked like a, a steer's horn and you blow on it and it makes this god-awful racket and they're telling me that what, what I'm doing is I'm calling the cows. And the first one in gets to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, That was uh, very interesting. And we, of course, during the day had plenty of steak and, of course, cigars and had a ball with that. Um, Marley's brother happens to be a mason, and uh, he invited us to dinner at a a little city called Inumis. And they took us to the... uh, masonic temple i got to take the uh first-hand tour they didn't teach me the 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 secret handshake but uh had a nice dinner and then of course where did we end up in the courtyard smoking cigars (laughs) so everywhere i went i smoked cigars we also uh took this little trip to a place called trinidad um there's a church there that was built in 1849 so after we took the little tour of the church, uh, we went and ate something called Pomonia, which next time you guys come here, I'll get Marley to make it. It's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we were sitting outside the, the ch- in the church's garden, smoking a cigar, and uh, one of the priests became my best friend as we, as we shared a cigar. Now, this is the part so you guys are absolutely going to love. The plan was that we had a nine-hour layover on the way home in San Paulo, And what we had planned on doing was leaving the airport and hitting some of the cigar stores. And I had done some research on which stores to go to. And we flew into San Paulo. we did everything we needed to do in the airport, got a taxi, left, and we went to the first cigar shop, and guess what? It's closed. I know. Just hideous. So I said, all right, well, we'll just go to the second one. And the second one was closed. I can tell I've got, you guys are just riveted so we went to the third one and it was closed. And Marley says, you know what? Maybe you ought to get on the phone and call some of these places. Every one of them was closed. Every cigar shop in San Paulo is closed on Mondays. <laughs> and Monday was the day we were there. It's like, oh God, what are we gonna do? So we ended up going back to the airport and I had to buy my cigars in the duty free shop. And I ended up buying a box of Artigas and a box of Romeo and Julieta. I also bought some uh, Donna Flores, which is a a Brazilian brand, and some Monte Pascal, which is also a Brazilian brand. And um, that's my story, and I'm going to stick to it. And you know what? When I got back through customs, they could care less what I had with me. They asked me, "Do you have any? have any You have any fruits or vegetables? No. Uh, do you have any tobacco products? Yes. What do you have? Cigars. Oh, okay. Man, I was so disappointed. The guy didn't even ask me. Oh, the Cuban? Nothing. Just so oh, okay.
2: Just didn't even care. So,
1: so that was adventures. Now I will tell you that you know I told you before. One of the purposes of the trip was to check out the possibility of you know, growing to, and, you know, we already know that Brazil grows some phenomenal tobacco, but it's not grown in the region or the state that that Marley is from, and we wanted to know if we could grow it on, you know, any of their farms or ranches, and one of the things we found out was the soil is not really right for tobacco. You can grow it, but it would be more for pipe or cigarette tobacco. It wouldn't make really very good cigar tobacco and they've already Hmm. done the experiments on it. Another thing that that I discovered was that the government there really doesn't want you growing tobacco, so they put a large tax on the land if you are uh, farming tobacco. What they'd really rather have you do is growing... um, you know, products that you can eat or uh, that they can uh, export, and mainly food products. Yeah,
2: so, so that didn't go very well. Other countries
1: but other than that, I, I had a phenomenal you know, you time, guys.
2: Countries, tobacco is getting screwed here. All right, so yeah. it's time to get a little uh, update on the cigar news. And uh, here to do that on this particular evening is going to be uh, our Minnesota man-child, known as Kurt. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> that was actually two That was actually two digs.
0: Man-child. So I owe you one. <laughs> That's okay. So the, the first topic, uh, I, I've got one that I just want to kind of report on, but one that I think we should discuss. Uh, the first one is kind of some sad news from the cigar uh, world. Where one of, uh, in my opinion, one of the cigar great, um, Avo, he has a cigar brand called Avo. His name is Avo Uvizian. I probably said that wrong because I've never said his last name before. Everyone just knows him as Avo. Uh, he was 91 years old and he passed away, but he. In my opinion, this is a story that people should just know because he was, uh, he kind of did the American dream in a way. Um, He wasn't even from America, which makes it better. Uh, He spoke 12 languages. He was an extremely gifted pianist. In fact, some of the cigars he released had like piano themed. Um, So like one of them had like a a, a super rare one. I think the box actually had one of his Sinatra's that he wrote. On the Box of Cigars. Um, it's, it's speculated that he wrote the, the, the tune um, Strangers in the Night that you guys probably know that Frank Sinatra sang. Um, even though if you Googled it, I guess someone else's name ended up as the composer. But the story is that Avo is actually the one who wrote the song. And so anyway, he's a this, he's this super talented musician. He spoke 12 languages. He went to the School of Juilliard. He met up with Fink Sinatra, and at some point in the 80s, uh, and this is where the story gets good in my opinion, at some point in the 80s, he went to Switzerland for some family deal, and he smoked his first ever cigar. And he just he just loved it, and he really liked it. And so he, he said, well, this is such an enjoyable experience. I wish, wish this cigar wasn't so expensive. I am going to go make an affordable cigar that everyone will enjoy. And that's basically what he did. And um, he went and blended a few cigars, and he actually sold them out of his piano for a while. But then eventually, without without too much delay, they actually took on. And I think, like, in his first year, he sold 100,000 cigars. Um, In his second year, he sold, like, 750,000 cigars or something. just something outrageous. And before long, he popped up on uh, Davidoff's radar, who then, you know... Acquired the brand, and so Avo worked with Davidoff for just decades, and they were kind of this, uh, this tag team. And, um, long story short, um, you know, Avo was just this great guy. Uh, he always wore this white suit, he would show up at all of the cigar events that he could, even in his old age. And, um, I had the pleasure of meeting him probably about four years ago, and it was just a line of people. Just waiting to shake this guy's hand, and he was just so genuine and so kind. Um, and he just had a great mind, you know. Um, so it's, it's a real loss for the cigar industry. Here, here, the uh, second story, yeah. So if, the, if you get a chance, guys, uh, go find one of Avo's cigars and enjoy it, and uh, you know, read, read a little story about the, the guy, I guarantee you won't be uh, disappointed. So, um, and you got to meet the, the him. next story. I was gonna. I did. I got to meet Avo. God, he was I'm um,
1: envious. He was one of the honestly few people in the industry that I never never got the opportunity to meet.
0: He was at the IBCPR. Um, maybe my years might blend together, but I'm going to say it was 2012 or 13.
1: Yeah, I know that so, he used to. Uh, he lived in Orlando and used to hang out at Corona Cigars. And, you know, I, I was told that, uh, you know, if you go down there and hang around at night, there's a good chance he'll show up. And every time I have been in Orlando, that's, that's where my mother lives, and I would go to, you know, Corona Cigars and, and hopefully try to meet the guy, and never, ever did he show up when I was there. So I'm I'm disappointed that I never got to meet him but I'm I'm envious of you that you got to meet him.
0: And he he really was he lived up to his reputation. He was very kind. Um he was a, he looked you in the eye, he smiled at you, he asked you a question or two. Um and he he just he cared about people so um it's a big loss for our industry. Um the the second story I wanted to kind of open this one up and then open it uh open it for discussion. Uh so the a number of states uh right now in the in the United States are trying to raise the the tobacco age from eighteen to twenty one and it's it's an effort that's been going on for quite a few years. Uh in fact a few states have actually successfully accomplished that Hawaii and California have now have a smoking age of twenty one. But there are 20-some additional states that have legislation in in the works that, if it passed, would ultimately raise the smoking age. And I have a a few different theories, um, but the the, the question I'll ask, and then I'll, I'll listen for responses. The question I'll ask is this. In this cigar industry or in the cigar culture, would would the smoking age being raised to 21 actually impact us at all in a negative way? Cause I would argue that it might actually be a good thing for us because I don't know, maybe cigars would draw less negative attention if it's 21 year olds versus 18 year olds. And maybe people would just all of a sudden, okay, fine. I'm not going to try to tell a 21 year old what to do. So I'm just going to move on to the next low hanging fruit. All right, so now I'll, now I'll listen for, to your responses. For
2: me, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah, with the FDA battle, raising the age to 21 could help our uh, case just a little bit, but at the same time, it, you know, if somebody really wants a cigar bad enough, they're going to get it one way or the other. But my biggest issue with the 21 years of age thing is simply this, and that is if you're old enough to go... Go overseas and fight on behalf of the country, then you should be old enough to have a cigar.
4: Well, not only that, but you're old enough to vote for who's going to run the country. So if you can make those kind of decisions, you know, I, I have to stop with Mark a little bit on that one and say, you know, you're to be able to make at that point any adult decision. You know, and it, and I mean. Some people disagree with this one, but I I think whether it be drinking, smoking, joining the military, voting, you know, they they need to be consistent across the board and say, okay, if you're an adult at 18, you're an adult. Do what you want to do. Make your own decisions. If that's 21, then they should back up and say, okay, to join the military or at least to be deployed in a combat zone, you have to be Maybe you can join at 18 and start training, but
0: you're 21 before you're deployed. Does anyone know, can you I'd be know. tried for a capital crime when you're 18? Can you be put to death when you're 18?
2: Yeah, in, in yeah you can be yes, tried as an
0: adult
4: know,
2: at 18. Be, but yeah, for the most part, it is 18.
1: You know, is the one of the things that you you guys have got to realize and everybody that smokes cigars needs to realize is that the anti smoking people anti tobacco people cannot distinguish between cigarettes cigars pipes chewing tobacco they they cannot distinguish that there is a difference and So they lump it all together and their their hysteria, you know, is tobacco, not cigarettes, not cigars, not pipe, you know, not chewing tobacco. It's tobacco. And, you know, if they one of the things they they love doing is legislating your behavior. So if you could smoke at eighteen, you know, let's legislate it and make it so that you can't smoke until you're twenty-one. Now, you know what's what's crazy is that we've heard this. So much of this FDA stuff is it's for the children. You know, we don't we don't want children smoking cigars. We don't want children smoking cigarettes. Well, we don't. They don't. Exactly. You know, I, I I am not aware of anybody, you know, walking in the shop door, uh, any kids walking in and, and trying to buy cigars. I've seen some come in with their parents, but it was their parents that were buying it.
3: You guys so, have all worked at shops and you've seen the traffic that comes in and out. Have you ever seen a 16-year-old a kid try to sneak his way in to grab a box
1: of Avos? Has, has that ever no. occurred? It's ridiculous. They have those hard drive things they that they sell the vaping. Where they're getting it from you know, is their friends that are, that are 18, and their friends that are 18 are going into the um, convenience stores you know, and, and buying whatever it is they want.
0: Yeah, they're going to try to smoke
1: cigarettes add, anything, to but they're not going to do cigars.
0: Exactly, Ben. That's that's the exact yeah. point where, um, you know, so I ran the cigar shop. Mark, you worked it. You worked it from time to time. I never saw anyone underage try to come in there, um, and we religiously checked IDs. In fact, I think the cops tried to do a sting on us once or whatever, where they send in an underage person and we caught them, and. Um, frankly, uh, if I'm underage and I want a tobacco product, I'm not going to go for a $10 cigar. I'm going to go for a a 50 cent, whatever they buy at a gas station, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, They'll go for a can of skull or something like that, but a premium cigar is, is completely separate. That's totally different than what an underage kid would go for, you know? So, yeah, that's, but I that's like that's the, like that's
0: like saying that that's like saying we should regulate moonshine, um, or having an issue with moonshine being made made illegally, but then you target 25 year old scotch at the same time. You know, it's these are these are different ends of the spectrum.
3: It's inconsistent. It's like what senior said, make it to just if I'm 18, I should be legally allowed to do whatever choice I want to make, or raise everything to 21, whatever. But pick something like 18 for this, 21 for that. You know, 35 for this. Just pick an age.
1: <laughs> just
3: pick it and stick with it. Yep. And, and you know, and leave society alone. Stop micromanaging so much.
1: You know, again, they, they, they can't distinguish. So they, they try to just basically say, okay, well, let's make it 21. Because, you know, you're not really an adult at 18. Oh, you can join the military, you can vote, but you're not really smart enough to handle your own decisions. So we're going to uh, legislate this for you. And, and, And what's interesting as part of that is that if they actually pass these laws, they really don't mean anything because, again, they'll get their friends to buy it for them, and or those states will see a drop in revenue. And then they'll, they'll be upset and want to raise the taxes.
3: I read an article that said that the reason why they were talking about the children so much, there were one or two cases where a kid at home on the internet ordered a five pack of cigars or something like that. And I was like, uh, okay. okay.
2: Where were the parents?
3: That's one kid. He was probably doing it to impress with high school friends or whatever. So I don't. So you're going to ban all smoking tobacco just for that? Um,
4: okay. How did he order it without mom and dad's credit card? I,
3: I, I don't. We didn't get that far. It was. It was yeah. to help the children.
1: Well, that's easy. You just lift it out of their wallet and <laughs> put the data in.
4: Well, I understood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand how they got it, but it should be. You know, that should fall back on the parents to say, well, you know, discipline your child. You know, make your own decisions there. But,
3: but if you ordered a gun, nobody would say anything. Um, Kirk, I sent you an article real quick about in your own backyard, how there's uh, in Minnesota, slashing taxes on premium cigars. Did you read that article? Yes, I did.
0: Great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did <That's> so <laughs> <laughs> you read it? Yes, I did. All right. And next up. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were, there's a follow on question. So, um, uh, so there we have in Minnesota, we are just, for those who don't know, we're a pretty liberal state. Unfortunately, it's gotten really bad and, um, I would not be surprised, you know, Minnesota currently has one of the worst tobacco taxes. Uh, but we do have a few people with common sense in our uh, government who introduced a bill that would actually reduce tobacco pricing or excuse me tobacco taxes to match wisconsin which is our closest neighbor um and it's actually gaining some some steam uh which is, this is the article you're you're referencing right ben yeah the one on uh
3: channel five, ABC and from Minnesota. And it says the bill considers lowering the minimum tax from 3.50 a cigar to just 50 cents. So it's an 85% uh, tax reduction on premium cigars, which I thought was, yep. you know, even if it's, if it's on the table, that's traction and that's a good thing.
0: Yep. And it's, it's been, so actually, I actually know the author of that bill, his name is Jim Nash. Um, so if you guys end up, being bored one day, and you want to look up Jim Nash and just send him an email encouraging him or supporting him. Um, I know he's pretty involved with diff- different cigar communities, and um, I've I've met him at a few cigar shops. Um, he's he's just a good all around American who he wants all the things that educated folks want. You know, like smaller government, less regulation. He wants adults to be treated like adults. He wants our, our boys in uniform to be protected. So uh, I'll let you guys guess which uh, side of the spectrum he's on. Uh, but he, uh he's doing some good work out there in Minnesota and you're right, Ben, it is uh, encouraging to, uh, to hear that even in a state like Minnesota, they're potentially going to be discussing some common sense legislation.
3: Every little bit of good news. Cause we we're constantly bombarded between you know government regulations and all this. How they're trying to wipe tobacco off the face of the earth. That there's some positive traction in some government somewhere that's saying, "Listen, it's okay to not tax cigars to death and people to enjoy what they want without gouging them for it." So that's that's just good news, right?
0: I mean, it it hasn't passed yet, but um, just just for the listeners, just to put it in perspective, right? So if it's a three dollar and fifty cent tax per cigar. On a box of 20 cigars, that's a $60 difference. Like, who in their right mind would walk into a tobacconist and pay $60 more for the same product that they could drive 30 minutes over into Wisconsin and buy it, or they could just buy it online for much, much less? So it's it's basically killing the small businesses here in Minnesota having that sort of tax.
3: Yeah, that's just that's just
2: stupid. All right, so you're listening to these. So, so real right.
0: quick, going, going back to the... Uh, One more thing, Mark, I was just going to go through. I've got a list of states here um, that currently have legislation that's threatening Mm -hmm. uh, to hike the age to 21. And surprisingly, some of these are Republican states. So I'm just going to go through them real quick uh, for the listeners. So Arkansas, Connecticut, Florida, Indiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Nebraska, New Mexico, New York, not surprised, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, Rhode Island, Texas, Washington, and West Virginia. And I was shocked to see that Washington and Oregon are talking about raising the tobacco age because I'm pretty sure those two states legalized marijuana at the age of 18. So that's pretty fascinating.
4: Well, in Arkansas, it's not really. Well, you can get
1: high, but you can't relax. <laughs>
4: All right, you're yeah, right. to. All right, guys, I hate oh, to do this. I've got to step out.
3: Bastard. i got to run. I know. I know. I all am. right, see you, Ben. But, uh... All, right, all you.
0: right, I'll catch you guys next time, okay?
2: All right, so you're right, listening right, to the Bye-bye. Cigar Tipsters podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Cigar Tipster, or, of course, cigar tipsters.com. Uh, now, as we head on with the show, now that Ben has. Uh, apparently made his exit there. Senior's going to do a review for us of the uh, Calibri V cutter, which I got him not all that long ago. And you know, I'll say I'm impressed, but let's hear what he has to say.
4: Ah, uh, come on, let's go ahead and say it right with Ben. His wife pulled the Basically. chain, and he had to go. Exactly. We had to throw him happy under wife. <laughs> happy life. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll start off by saying, you know, anybody that's listened to the show very much knows I am a huge Zycar fan, but junior gifted me a Calibre V cutter, uh, a few months back. And I will say that not only does it far exceed Zycar's V cutter, but it is in my top two cutters that I own currently. Um. It makes a really deep V, which opens the cigar up quite a bit more. Uh, I'm typically like the uh, guillotine cut, so uh, I like the open draw. This uh, V cut does the same thing, but keeps the rounded edges on it. And you don't seem to get uh, any of those little bits of tobacco like you may from a guillotine cut. Um, Not to get too techy on the cutter, but it is a a hefty cutter. And I I know it's 112 grams from uh, Junior's review of another one when he mentioned that. Uh, The blades are 420 stainless steel, which a lot of surgical tools are made out of. Um, They've also now are offering, and I did notice Zycar is offering the same. Uh, They're offering their V cutters in a carbon fiber. And that red carbon fiber Calibre, it's borderline sexy. <laughs> that's, that's the only way I can put that. Calm uh, down. Calm down. Is it bulletproof? After, you know, I, I look at that when I get a little bit excited. But I noticed uh, out on eBay, uh, you can get the original B-cutter for uh, around 30 Same on Amazon. They are run about $30 or 40 for the uh uh, carbon fiber ones, which is considerably less than what uh, Zycar likes for their uh, v-cutter. Uh, Difference being that it only has a two-year warranty versus Zycar's lifetime, but realistically, I mean, for 30 bucks, if you get two years worth out of a cutter, you know, you, you've done good. I'll usually lose it before then anyway. But very very impressed with the cutter. Would highly recommend it to anybody that's looking to try a V-cut. Um,
0: so and like Mark, said, uh, go ahead. Real quick, I was just going to say if uh, if any of the Calibri reps who listen to our show. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Zycar for Life guy, uh, but if any of the Cleaver reps want to uh, th- send me a sample cutter, I will eat my hat if I like it better than than the, the Zycar counterpart. I I am not uh, too big of a man to admit when I'm wrong, so um, I have would heard you, a lot of good things, um, but I am I am doubtful.
4: Would you like salt and pepper with that hat? Because it, it is far <laughs> superior. And, and you know how much I like Zykar and how much how many Zykar lighters, cutters, crap like that I've got. But the Calibre does far exceed Zykar's. Because you take, for instance, a 60 ring gauge cigar with a uh, Zykar cutter. You would almost have to do an X cut to get a decent draw off the cigar. With the yeah. Calibre, once white does it. It cuts a good deep V through it. It's a wide V, but it also works on something as small as this uh, Camacho, which is a forty-four ring gauge.
0: And uh, any, have you used it long enough? Have you used it long enough now to, to know about the blade sharpness uh, after you know maybe fifty cuts? I
4: would say yeah. I would say I've probably cut, in that. that is telling how many cigars I smoke, which is probably too many, but um, yeah, I would say I've easily cut 50 cigars with it. And, and still still high quality cuts? Still a high quality cut. The only thing and, and also I mentioned, I noticed now that they do offer it with the serrated blade like the slice cutter. I'm kind of interested in that one. But the one thing I've noticed with all V-cutters, they're a single blade, and it pushes the cigar over to one side and then cuts the V. What I would like to challenge the Zykar, Calibre, all of them to do is make a guillotine-style V-cutter. Because I'm I'm thinking down the road, you know, thousand cigars or so in, and maybe not that many, but... As the blades start to dull, it's going to kind of crush on the side uh, where it's ending the cut. Right now, it's it's razor sharp, but uh, you know I would like to see one that at least has. If they couldn't make it a guillotine, make it where it's at least one stationary blade with one moving. Where it's that is the most. smartest
0: thing I've ever. That is the smartest thing <laughs> I've ever heard you say. That is a great idea. <laughs>
4: It was
1: a backhanded compliment.
4: I, I, I'm not sure if that was a compliment Yeah, I was going to say I'm not sure if that was a compliment.
1: Now, senior, <laughs> senior, I've been using my Calibri V-cut for well over a year, maybe maybe two, and I haven't found it to. Um, I don't see any dullness in it whatsoever. It's just a phenomenal cutter. As a matter of fact. The only negative I see in the whole cutter itself is the weight. You put it in your pocket, and it does feel like a brick. It is. Side. Now, Alan, but that may be why it is uh, so good. Alan
2: and I are big fans of the, uh, well, the Lotus serrated blade cutter, and Lotus just came out with a new serrated blade V cutter. So I'm interested to get my hands on one of those too.
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna to have to try that. Uh,
4: I was misquoted then. I was thinking it was Caliber that offered it. Now
1: Lotus you know.
2: expanded what they call. Yeah, Lotus expanded what Lotus. they call oh, the Jaws line, which is the serrated blade cutter. It looks uh, closer in style to Zygar's cutter. Uh, they do it in black, silver, black and red, and then black and gold. Uh, But it's got the serrated blades. So it's got an interesting look.
1: Now, another thing that I find interesting is you said it had a, the Calibri has a two-year guarantee or warranty. Right. And, of course, Zycar has the life, and so does Lotus now. So I would imagine uh, sooner or later, Calibri will, you know, join the group and go for a lifetime warranty. You know, again, as as you all know, I I car, but I don't have one of their products that I don't have to send back. Yeah. For one reason or another. To say,
4: I'll have to say the only back car product I've had to send back was uh, a Trezo lighter that Kirk broke.
0: It was broken when you gave it to me, all right? <laughs>
4: My favorite lighter—I I should mention that it was my favorite <laughs> lighter—and he chose to break it one night at the cigar shop. But that's the only thing you're I've probably melting you. off.
2: All right, so uh, if, if you're going to be in the Huntsville, Alabama, or Tennessee Valley area on April the 22nd, uh, starting at 9 a.m., uh, the cigar room in Madison, Alabama, they're having their sixth anniversary. Uh, they always do this up big. It's typically their biggest event of the year. Uh, Looks like right now they've got around 15 companies that are going to be represented. Uh, They give stuff away, uh, usually every half hour, food trucks, live music. Uh, Definitely going to be a good time. So if you're anywhere, uh, Huntsville, Birmingham, LA even Nashville, come on down April 22nd. It's going to start at 9 a.m. and go until... Nobody's left standing anymore. So if you're in the area, definitely hit us up there. Uh, anybody? April the Mark. June what Saturday, date is that? Saturday. And it starts at nine a.m. and does not have a uh, particular stopping time. Yeah. Are you going uh, to be there? Let's see. I should be there. I should be off that day, so we will most likely. Uh, At least one of us will be uh, from Cigar Tipters will be representing that day. Maybe uh, two of us have seen you can tear away from his job long enough to do that. But yeah, we should be uh, represented there. And then our good buddy uh, uh, Alan Adair uh, frequents that shop, so he'll most likely be there with us. And he has uh, Adair and Sons cigar box guitars. If you happen to be in the neighborhood and want to, check out some beautiful guitars uh, I have one myself so I can speak to the uh, craftsmanship of those particular models uh, so what about Atlanta
1: and Mark, not can even you Atlanta? Play I, I've had it
2: I've had it for <laughs> eh, probably three four years now and uh, couldn't couldn't strike a look at it But uh, what about uh, Atlanta or Minnesota area? Anybody got anything going up that way?
1: Well, mark your calendars for uh, Cinco de Mayo. And I think Cinco de Mayo is, the, of course, the 5th of May. That should be a Friday. Uh, give me I don't have seconds. a calendar in front of me.
2: I got it. That five seconds. Yes, that is a Friday, the first Friday in May. That is a Friday,
1: the 6th of May, uh, Premium Cigars of Georgia. We are going to do a big Cinco de Mayo party. And I am working on bringing in Villiger Cigars. And Villiger has already agreed to uh, be our sponsor So it will be, you know, featuring Villiger Cigars, and they've got a ton of, you know, swag, shirts, hats, lighters, cutters, ashtrays, giveaways. So we will most likely be bringing in those cigars and using them as our sponsor. And, uh, you know, we'll probably do the uh, burrito eating contest as long as nobody chokes to death. And, uh, you know, Just among other things. Oh, I didn't think of that. Great idea. Sign a waiver. If you choke to death while, while stuffing down burritos in the burrito eating contest, you, you can't sue that. us.
4: And if it's or your the, family
1: members can't it. sue us.
4: And if it's the same rep that uh, we met in Chattanooga, she's a very attractive young lady.
1: No, it is not Jax. No, it's not. Jax, okay. Jax has not been with Villiger in probably well over a year. Okay, uh, to the best of my knowledge, she, she is now a CLE rep based out of Virginia okay. Beach. So she works with Christian now. All right,
2: so so now we've got a little uh, area of information going on. Anybody got any uh, closing uh, comments, questions, viewpoints, concerns, uh, emotional outbursts, perhaps?
0: I'm a uh, I'm a little bit concerned about
1: Ben and his uh, manhood.
2: <laughs>
1: That's long, long. Been. Are, are you saying we may have to take his man card away?
4: I think so. Well, she already had it in her purse anyway.
2: Well, you've been listening to the...
4: Uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll
2: love
1: hearing all of this. He, he
2: would be worried if he didn't talk about him like this. Uh, but, but you didn't...
1: Yeah, the only comments I, I've got are, you know, if you're a listener, you, you need to make sure you stay on your uh, local uh, and state and um, e- even federal politicians and, and, um, you know, with this FDA stuff.
4: That, and also the, uh, CRA, if you're not already a member, look into that. Uh, it's 25, 30 bucks a year, but, uh, they, they're out there yeah. fighting fight yeah. on the front lines. So uh, I'll say this, I, I'm, I'm a member of the
2: CRA and the NRA, and the CRA is much better with their money because the NRA could do a hell of a lot more if they wouldn't send me four freaking letters a week. Uh, so to, to the NRA, stop yeah, killing trees and stop bugging me and actually do something with my money. Uh, to the CRA, keep up the good work. But uh, this has been the Cigar Tipsters podcast on behalf of Kirk, uh, what used to be Benjamin. Uh, we're probably going to have to name him some sort of female name. Uh, senior, Alan, and myself. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And tipsters.com if you want to learn more.
1: This has been a Cigar Tipsters production.